Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. Guess what day it is. It's a Wednesday, even though it feels like a Monday for some reason. I don't know why. My name is John Crump. And I am an investigative journalist, but you probably already know that. We are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market. And they just did a hard fork, which which is going to allow for NFTs, which we're going to get into. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times. It's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards. It's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. Yes, go ahead and join that digital revolution right now by going and uh, seeing about Tusk. We are also brought to you by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical is a place where you can get mugs, t-shirts, and more, including, check this out, Tony Simon there. The FFOA, Future Felons of America. The Kamikaze Rich Patch. And for our newest item that just launched last night, you guys have to see this to believe it. And I will show it right now. Let me bring it up. And it is the Let's Go Brandon ceramic mug. Let's go, Brandon, guys. Just remember, great NASCAR driver. All right. With that... Let me roll the ad. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more. There's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And thank you so much to JSD Supply. JSD Supply makes this all possible. They make the world go around. Let me introduce my co-host, Flying Rich. Wait for that. There it goes. It's a car accident, not a plane crash. I don't have a plane crash. I got to make a note to myself to get you the right audio. Bite me. And we're joined by Top Shot Chris Chang who wrote this awesome book shoot to win and he sent me this book right here and check this out guys oh, did he is... sign it did he sign it wow look at that there you go oh here it is here it is oh the I, I got john crump's book 
Uh, but, yeah, you nice. Know. John didn't one. sign it. I won't sign it for Rich. <laughs> I will. I will not sign it. So, so Chris, man, how are you doing? Things are great. Yeah, uh, just you know, staying really busy with uh, Second Amendment advocacy and and helping the 11.6 million new shooters that have joined the ranks over the past year and a half. New shooters who are looking for training, for education. It's a very exciting time. A lot of those new shooters are Asian Americans. You know, unfortunately, a lot of that increases due to this rise in racist attacks against Asian Americans. But yeah, what's the hell? What the hell's up with that? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's came out of nowhere. It's one of the most unfortunate and disturbing trends that's been happening in our country for the past two years. And, you know, I live here in San Francisco where you think that, uh, you know, everyone would be safer, but no, some of the worst crimes uh, have happened here in San Francisco, you know, a few blocks from where I live, um, you know, beyond racist attacks a big component of these of these attacks have been attacks on the elderly, which is for me like that's that's even more despicable. Right. right any right. any criminals who prey after the old or the young. I mean, that's a special, you know, layer in hell for for those type of criminals. So, you know, the uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the level of interest from Asian-Americans uh, for the shooting sports, for you know, buying their first gun, it's it's through the roof. And again, you know, uh, they're, they're all looking for uh, for education, for training, because as we all know, you can't just buy a gun and it makes you safer. You've got to learn how to safely store it, operate it. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm staying busy with that and uh, a bunch of other stuff, which I'm also here to, to talk about today. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Rich actually has a Asian daughter. Yeah, so my daughter's 19. She's in her second year of college. Uh, she's in the Gainesville area out by Hank. And, uh, you know, I, I do kind of worry about her, but she says nothing's going on. She's Everything's cool. But, but she's kind of borderline hoplophobic, which... And, tell and her you blamed... there with hoplophobic. Remember what I told you, Rich, about the uh, words? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, t- I, I told know. Rich he needs to talk on a fifth grade level. <laughs> Yeah, th- well, th- no. They actually say that's that's the level you should talk at, it or you or you lose engagement in actually writing yeah, at least. Yeah. So the the technical definition of hoplophobic is fear of weapons, but the modern interpretation is fear of firearms. Um, and she claims, and she's shot. You know, she shoots, and she's actually quite good. Uh, she's shot a number of different firearms that I own, and. Uh, she knows all safety and all of that, but she says, well, it's because what you see in the movies and TV, and I'm like, don't you know, that's not real. And that's so anyhow, hopefully she comes around because, yeah, you know, she's, she's petite, she's five foot, nothing. And, you know, a firearm makes her equal to any predator out there. Yeah. yeah. I we. Sorry, yeah, we... I was going to say, you know, uh, when the Atlanta, Georgia shootings happened, right, which which uh, unfortunately oh, a lot of you know Asian women right. were targeted in that uh, that shooting spree. We got a lot of feedback. When I say we, um, I'm a founding board member of a new organization called APA GOA, stands for Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association, and the this nonprofit that I helped form, we just heard 
so from so many Asian Americans across the country who, you know, they, they, they saw that that shooting and like a lot of uh, like a lot of Asian Americans, they started asking themselves, well, if law enforcement can't protect me and if they can't mm -hmm. save me, then what are my options? And for a lot of Asian Americans, right, they started asking questions about the Second Amendment, right? Hey, is owning a gun or learning how to shoot a gun for me? And that's been a relatively new, you know, level of conversation that uh, traditionally has is not a common one in the Asian American community, but one that I welcome, one that uh, I think is, in, I, I encourage, and when I say encourage, I'm not saying that everybody should own a gun. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think everybody should consider gun ownership, understand the, the you know, your personal situation, whether you think you are willing to put in the effort and the time to go train, and whether you think that a firearm is, uh, is something that would benefit you. And if the answer is yes, great. And if it's not, that's great, right? Don't own a gun, but I think it's worth contemplating and giving it some serious consideration. Just like all of our other civil rights, there are rights, these are rights that are available to all of us and not to say that we have to or need to exercise them all, but I think we should at least again, keep it top of mind and always in consideration for our, you know, in this case for our personal safety. Absolutely. The Hoff is in the house. Hey, hey Hoff, how's the cancer treating you? Uh, it's it's hitting me pretty hard this cycle. Uh, oh, this is my sucks. this is my eleventh cycle. I've got one more to go, which will be not tomorrow, but the next Thursday. I bet and, you're gonna miss that. Yeah, and then I'm done with chemo, and we see what where we go from there. So I'll make it through. It's just I also had my son's uh, college graduation on Saturday, Ooh. right after chemo. That must uh, be hard right after chemo, man. Yeah, especially since they made us get there at 8 o'clock in the morning and the thing didn't start till 11 and there was no chairs to sit in. Oof, so, it, yeah, it you know kind of threw me for a loop, but we're doing okay. Yeah, uh, by the way, Thanakis, Rich says, get your daughter, daughter a sword. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter is the only Asian on the planet that can't use chopsticks, so I'm not sure about swords either. Uh, well, one of our interns uh, is uh, Korean um, at GOA, and he bought himself a Daewoo uh, rifle because that's what the rooftop Koreans used. So he bought the Daewoo rifle as a salute to the rooftop Koreans during the LA rides. Thought that was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I, I like D-Wolves. They're an interesting thing. They make they make terrible cars, but really good firearms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but it does. So whatever. They get the important things right. All right. <laughs> Funny thing, right? So my editor writes me, actually, my ed like, I had three different editors contact me today and assign me three different stories. But right before, about like an hour before we went on, uh, the editor-in-chief of Amoland wrote, a, wrote me an email saying, hey, can you, can you write a story on NFTs in the gun space? And I was like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. 
But it was, he had no idea that we were doing this podcast. About NFTs in the gun space. That's what I'm here for today. Talk about NFTs in the gun space. Literally, that's uh, amazing timing. <laughs> okay, call me old, but what the hell's an NFT? <laughs> yeah. No, this A non-fungible is, transaction. You know, you know what? It, it, okay. Let, let me say I can give the Hoff a book about an NFT. I can sit him down and watch and make him watch a six-hour documentary on NFTs. Still I can teach him how to program him NFTs. And at the end, he's going to be like, what the hell is an NFT? What the hell is an NFT? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you saw uh, Elon Musk on Saturday Live. But the guy's like, what? What is Dogecoin? And he explains it. And the guy's like, all right, but what is Dogecoin? He explains it some more. He goes, okay, I got that. But what is Dogecoin? Yeah. But that's how I am when I read that, about private key, public key encryption. I'm like, okay, I understand it for that moment. Dude, I've understood. It's your brain at some point. It's like NFT. Okay. F I know is for firearms. No. Because who gives a shit about anything else? I don't know what the others two are. National firearms, something. <laughs> He's like National what? Firearms Trust. What? what? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Chris. Not All rich. Right. I said, Chris, explain what an NFT is. Yeah. So uh, one of my projects uh, for this year and for for next year and hopefully way beyond is getting into this new thing called NFTs. Now, it stands for non-fungible token, but I don't worry about this technical speak. What I think the most important thing to think of when you hear the letters NFT is think digital collectible, right? So NFTs are digital collectibles. Like digital They're, Pokemon they, card. Yeah, exactly, right? They can be collector's cards. They can be digital coins. They can be artwork. They can be digital music files. They can be any, literally any kind of digital file format can be uh, an NFT. Now, what's all the to do, right, about these NFTs? Right, you've got people who are spending millions of dollars on some of these NFTs. Oh yeah, and and right, and so like, what? Like, let me give you some examples, right, to help us uh, kind of concretize this a little bit more. So there was this artist named Beeple and Beeple created a digital piece of art using 5,000 individual pictures that he had taken uh, over 5,000 days. And he assembled these 5,000 pictures into like this mega piece of art. And someone bought it through Christie's, the famous auction house for $69 million. Jesus now, Christ. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean that's that's like the extreme example. Yeah, you um, got the Hoff's attention now. Yeah. yeah so, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you have the NBA, right? So the NBA has a website called NBATopshot.com. No relation to Top Shot on History Channel that you know I was on and won my season. But what NBA Top Shot is doing is they're selling. NBA moments, which are video clips of NBA players sinking three pointers, uh, you know, hitting a game winning shot. And so these are video clips 
that are being sold and traded and purchased like collector's cards. And for example, you know, I just bought one for $24 yesterday. Now I don't care about basketball, but I'm getting into NFTs. So I want to actually just go buy, right? Some NFTs for 24 bucks. I bought a video clip of Steph Curry and it's one of 40,000 copies of this NFT. Now I own one of these 40,000 it's worth, I bought it for $24, but there's one version of this that somebody bought for $6,300 right now. Why would that one be more expensive than the one I own? Well, there's a few reasons. If you think about what makes art more expensive or less expensive than other similar pieces of art, sometimes it's, you know, who's the owner, right? Like I'm not a famous basketball person. I'm not a famous digital art collector. Um, I'm not known in the NBA space. So, right, my, my NFT that I bought, I'm just like a regular guy. But this other guy who sold his for uh, $6,300, maybe he's a famous collector, right? Like, yeah. just like in the real world with art and uh, card collectors, if, if somebody famous or well-known has owned that thing, it naturally makes it m worth more. Right. Like, let's take baseball cards, for example. So I, I used to collect baseball cards uh, in person. Right. The real ones. Right. You had Fleer, Score, Tops, Upper Deck, um, you know, the 1987 Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, for example. Right. That one is like famous for just being super valuable. Now, if you happen to open up, you know, a pack of baseball cards and you got lucky and found a Ken Griffey Jr. you know rookie card, like good on you. Now, what might make that card more valuable? Well, what if Ken Griffey Jr. signed that card, right? So that would make it more valuable. What if he also owned that card at one point and then Ken Griffey Jr. decided to sell that card? That would also increase the value. So bringing this back to NFTs and this digital version of card collecting, of artwork and art collecting, the, the NFTs live on this technology called the blockchain. All you need to know about the blockchain is that it lives on the internet. It's this public ledger that is the source of truth, right? So if an NFT is on the blockchain, everybody can see who the content creator was, who has owned it in the past. You can see the whole history of the NFT's ownership. And this is where the authenticity of that digital good comes from. The blockchain is this immutable source of truth. It, you can't lie. You can't hack the blockchain. So if I create an NFT, then forever and ever and ever, it'll have my digital you know, signature on it. And then if I sell this NFT, even a hundred owners down the line, my name will be attached and every, all the other owners will names will also be attached to that particular NFT. So I'm going to stop there for a second. Cause I know I said a lot of things which may or may not have totally sunken in, but uh, what do you guys think? What's your sort of, uh, initial thoughts or reactions to all that. Uh, this is one of the sites, crappyart.com. They sell NFTs of artwork. And we are sponsored by Tusk. And for full disclosure, crappyart.com, 
Um, is it crappy dot art? I, I, crappy dot art. I don't know why I keep on saying that. Crappy dot art uh, is a project of Rob McNeely, who's one of the co-founders of Tusk. So I want to put that out there, right there. Uh, I also want to show a, another website here. Let me stop this. That actually has something to do with uh, guns and NFTs. And it's armed bears. Dot IO. Dot IO. Yes. So they are going to launch and they are basically based on mint. And you get this little avatar that you can put on there. Um, and you are right about the blockchain. Uh, what people don't realize about the blockchain, which makes it cool, and a lot of people, a lot of people think that cryptocurrencies and stuff are this big anonymous thing, and things built on the blockchain is anonymous. But what they don't realize is you can look at a blockchain and figure out who owned what. So what you're talking about is you can look back at the blockchain and say, Hey, this NFT, I have this non fungible token that I have. That's a picture of a penguin. Cause that's like a big one right there was owned by Bill Gates at one point or Elon Musk or whoever, or, or Chris Chang. And, and so it actually increases the value. Cause like I have Chris Chang's dog picture. Well, you have and, my book, Shoot to Win, for example, right? Yeah, but that's, but that's hard copy. Are you going to do an NFT version of it? Well, I mean, so that's actually something else that I want to talk about today. So, you know, I'm getting into the NFT game uh, with a partnership with Recoil Magazine. So yeah, most I saw recently, the Yeah, so, you know, most recently I was on the cover of Recoil. The cover caused a lot of controversy. And so yeah. let me explain, you know, like what the cover was. You know, I'm in a black T-shirt with a distressed American flag that was in uh, LGBT, you know, rainbow colors, and I'm holding a rifle. And the message of the artwork is two-way for all, right? This concept and this notion that the Second Amendment is for everybody, right? Doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is, your race, your ethnicity, two exactly, e. right? 2A for E, right? It is, it is a simple message that, you know, unfortunately is not embraced by gun owners or even, even everybody in the Second Amendment community. And so this piece of art, right, this recoil cover art is a, is a statement. And so we're hey, holding, yeah, there we go. So we are minting 10 NFTs of the Recoil magazine cover. And again, this is this is a piece of art. And right, if you think about art in general, right, what is art? Right, it can come in many different forms, uh, paintings, pictures, music, um, dance. But in general, right, what makes good art? Good art, it provokes emotion, it provokes conversation, discussion, and sometimes, right, some of the best art is controversial, right? But the idea that art can stand for values and ideals that, right, some of us believe in and that some of us, uh, you know, continue to promote, like the Second Amendment is for everyone, 
That is what this recoil auction stands for. And in order to help um, sweeten the pot, we have added a bunch of physical, tangible prizes too, right? So uh, there's 10 NFTs. Now the top 10 bidders of the auction will win one of the NFTs and they're all serialized, right? So the top bidder will win NFT serial number one, you know, all the way down the line, you know, to the 10th bidder. But some of the uh, tangible uh, prizes and experiences are the top five bidders will be invited to an in-person fun shoot with me and the recoil staff. Don't be surprised if a machine gun or two, you know, shows up and we get to just have a good time. Just, you know, shooting things, blowing things up and, and what have you. How many recoil, you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they, maybe they'll be Larry Vickers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then some other prizes are uh, physical and digital subscriptions to Recoil Magazine, Recoil Swag, and then uh, autographed physical copy of uh, Recoil Magazine as well. And, you know, so this is the first of its kind digital art auction in the firearms community. So these top 10 winners, they're going to be, they're going to become a part of history and help support this message that the Second Amendment is for everyone. And these virtues and values like liberty and freedom, they should apply to everybody here in the United States. And so that's where the cover, that's what the cover art spoke to me and to the recoil staff and to the you know, hundreds of thousands of uh, you know, recoil fans and followers out there. And the last thing to mention about the uh, NFT auction is part of the proceeds from the auction are going to come right back into the gun community. And so I've chosen three gun organizations. Um, the first one is the Firearms Policy Coalition, which is, you know, continues to do amazing work fighting on behalf of our Second Amendment rights in, uh, in the courtroom on Capitol Hill and then the uh, you know, the, in the public sphere. And then Pink Pistols Operation Blazing Sword is a pro-LGBT, pro-Second Amendment organization. Uh, I'm a board member. And so uh, they focus on training, uh, right? The, the, the next generation of gun owners who are LGBT. And then the third organization is APAGOA, which is a new gun rights organization for Asian Pacific Americans, stands for Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association, APAGOA. And yeah, like I mentioned at the start of the, the podcast, uh, the, this organization was founded in response to the rise in racist attacks against Asian Americans. So, you know, I at a high level, I want this recoil cover art to do good right controversy whatever you know the, there's a whole bunch of people who got really upset that there was a you know me a gay guy right on the cover of this gun magazine um and, and you know it's just that's just whatever i mean uh, i am who i am but i want good to come out of this and so again the funds that that are uh, going to get raised are going to come right back in the gun community and then also i think the concept of bringing digital art collecting to the community is going to bring a very fun dynamic 
right, to our hobby and to our community. And I've been looking for, you know, I, I'm, I love fun. I'm always looking for the next fun thing. And I think NFTs in the form of digital art collection, in the form of digital collector's cards, in the form of, you know, memes and uh, other avatars. Um, I think there's a tremendous market for NFT guns in the for gaming. That's a whole nother uh, exciting topic, um, which I'd love to also talk about. Um, but before we move on to that, um, last thing to note is if anyone who's interested in participating and bidding on these 10 NFTs in the recoil auction, the auction starts on Tuesday, October 19th, and there's a website, it's nft.recoilweb.com, and you can actually go there right now and sign up for email notifications, so you'll get reminded on the 19th when the auction starts up. All right, that's that sounds a, a great. Uh, thank you, GJ Play Nice out there for keeping up with the links and everything else that we need out in the chat. DJ Play Nice is our moderator, one of our moderators at least. Okay, a, cu a couple different questions. Some of these might be a little bit hard. Uh, some of these might be, hey, you don't like it, you don't like it. But you're gay, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're Asian? Out. Jesus Christ! Out. You got everything going against you. Check all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I just thought I'd get that out of you know out of the way. So you know. No. Those we can all move on now. <laughs> okay. A uh, couple different things here. First, what uh, do you actually own with an NFT? So it depends on you know what the sort of file format right is of the NFT. So, um, you know the website that you showed earlier looked like it was a bunch of like avatars or memes, and so in that case, it's might be a JPEG file. The NBA Top Shot videos, you know, example that I mentioned earlier, you know, those are all video NFTs. Um, in my case, with the Recoil uh, digital art auction. This is a high resolution JPEG file, right? But all these files, right? What makes them special is back to the fact that they live on the blockchain, which again is this digital ledger that's public, right? Everybody can see the public ledger and all these NFT, these digital collectibles live on the NFT. So this, the same digital file that lives on the, on the NFT uh, as an NFT on the blockchain, it is, so different than if that same file was just like sitting on your laptop or sitting on your phone, right? It's, it's all about where does the NFT live? NFTs live on the blockchain on the internet, which is where it derives its authenticity and the provenance, right? Saying this is where it came from, right? It came from an authentic source, right? It wasn't, it didn't come from a random nobody. It came from a notable institution, you know, let's say Glock, right, starts minting pictures of the Glock 19 and starts selling those NFTs. Well, people are only gonna, only, probably only gonna buy Glock NFTs if it's either coming directly from Glock or if Glock sells the licensing rights to someone, right, to, to sell NFTs. Um, so again, back to the provenance, right, the, the history and the authenticity 
of where those NFT files come from is all derived from the blockchain. Okay, uh, uh, let me ask you this. What's to stop someone for just ripping that video? I know you probably, you kind of answered that a little bit. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like, no, that's not the really where the worth is. Yeah, and let, let me let me back up a second and say, look, like I've been following NFTs for the past year, and for the first two or three months, like I did not really understand what was going on. Like I, I it's taken me a while for this concept to really sink in. But once you get it, you get it. And I think what I've been finding both for myself and for most people is once you hear this whole NFT concept for like the fifteenth or the twentieth time that's when it's going to sink in. And so I appreciate these variations of the question. And sometimes it's just hearing variations. of the that, that, That's what I'm trying to do. Over again. Th yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. So this is perfect, right? So right, why can't you just rip a copy of, of a video clip that someone right has uh, sold as an NFT? Well, if you just create your own video file, and that video file is sitting on your own laptop or your desktop computer, or it's sitting in your email inbox, there's no value derived from that file because it's just sitting on your computer. But the NFT version, it doesn't live on any individual's computer. It lives out in the public on the blockchain, which is that public ledger that is this immutable truth right it's it's the central uh well central is not the right word to use it is it is a public authority it's the decentralized that, authority <laughs> it's, it's a decentralized authority right? no one no single person or entity is in control of a blockchain and back to right the, that that sort of feeds into this notion that nobody can hack the blockchain and make stuff up, right? Uh, if I buy some NFTs, right, and my digital signature is on those NFTs, nobody can hack the blockchain and change the ownership of my NFTs to somebody else. Like that, that's a pretty powerful concept, right? Because typically databases or ledgers can be hacked, they can be modified, then you're scamming people um and that's where right all sorts of nefarious things happen but this blockchain technology you know it, it's 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 pretty much a game changer that's going to impact the way that we live our lives in the digital space yeah so hopefully that makes a little more sense yeah we, we i want to <laughs> get back to uh <coughs> the blockchain uh let's say the blockchain is a ledger uh but it's just not on a single computer or a single copy. Uh, the blockchain is spread out over thousands, uh, maybe millions, I don't know, but at least thousands of nodes out there everywhere. And a majority of the nodes have to agree it's authentic and authenticate a transaction. If that doesn't happen, then it's not. So that's why it is extremely hardened against attack. I would never say anything is not unhackable because there's always everything is hackable. There's there's you know? always something that might happen, but there, it, it's as close 
to unhackable as you can get without going to like quantum key encryption or something like that, which we're not going to even get into here. What did we talk about that last night, John? No, uh, no, we, we talked about other stuff. Rich and I, Rich kept me up last night talking about theoretical physics. Exciting. That's like late night, 1 a.m., you know, 10 bourbons deep kind of conversation. I love it. John no. doesn't drink. That's the unfortunate I, I, thing. I, I don't then drink. I'll, I'll just talk about theoretical him, physics. If, yes. if I was to buy an NFT, can everybody see it or is it this is mine? That's you know. So Hoff, yeah, that's a great question. So everybody can see it, right? So, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who's like, okay, look, right, the 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 thing about the with real world items, right? If you buy the fancy car or you buy a nice suit or shirt or dress or whatever, right? Part of this is peacocking. And like showing it off, right? Letting everybody see that this is my fancy sports car, right? This is my cool gun that I've got. Now, in the digital world with NFTs, there's the exact same concept. Very exact dynamic here happening. We're right, Hoff, if you buy an NFT, everybody can see it. And they, so right, if you post it online, you say, look, right, here's an NFT that I just bought. Everybody can look at the blockchain and say, right, there's Hoff's right signature, digital signature. He owns it, and it's unquestioned. It's 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 not questioned, right? Because everybody okay. knows that the blockchain is that central authority that's notating truths, right? That Hoff owns this particular NFT. Great question. So Hoff, if you're going to do porn NFTs of yourself, yes, everybody can see it. All right, let's let's not get demonetized yet again. <laughs> You don't want to start talking about shoe pockets? No. Uh, Maybe Maybe we should make an NFT version of all our patches. We have the Flying Rich patch. We have my patch. The Hoff patch is next month. So, yeah, this is the exciting thing about NFTs is it's a a brand new space. We will be. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's ripe for experimentation. I love what Rob McNeely is doing with Tusk and the, and, and the Tusk coin and NFTs. And, and he and I are actually, we're, we're going to be meeting um, in a few days just to, to, I don't know him yet, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to chat. And um, I'm excited to see people like Rob and Tusk. And there's a number of other companies that I've heard that are coming into the firearm space. Oh, I've heard of a big one. Yeah. With NFTs, with cryptocurrency coins, with, um, you know, some pretty interesting and exciting um, experiences, right, yeah. for us. And, you know, let me take a step back. I was I was at AmCon this past weekend, which is alternative mass media conference. It's, it's focused towards, right, outdoor media professionals. Never heard uh, of it. Yeah, right. Who is at AmCon? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when I was talking to some of our media peers, um, I was uh, – uh, Oh my gosh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Oh crap! It's like old age here. Uh, I, um, I, I just did a, a giveaway and I didn't realize. All right, we're doing a giveaway. <laughs> Somebody's gonna win a patch. Yeah, I, I hit the wrong button. But... <laughs> um, right at, at this at the conference. All oh, right, I remember what I was gonna say. Right, so at the conference, you know, I was saying that I've been I've been in the firearms industry for ten years and. It started off incredibly fun for me. 
you know, winning top shot season four, I won a hundred thousand dollars. I quit my job at Google. I joined the Bass Pro Shops team. They're, they're sending me around the country. I'm shooting guns for a living. And it was just a great time. But then all of the gun control stuff, right, really started firing up, right, uh, in, in 2012 and beyond. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a fight that, you know, I, I'm going to be here till the end, you know, in that fight. But to be frank, like, that's not fun, right? That's, that's, that's not a fun fight, right? It's, it's, um, it's emotional. It's time consuming. It's, it, it's exhausting. It's also obviously very fulfilling, but I wouldn't call it fun. So with NFTs, though, and uh, blockchain technology, I'm really excited because I think this is where the f a lot of fun is going to come, you know, back into the joys of not just shooting real guns, but owning digital collectibles of firearms, of digital art, you know, related to firearms and firearms culture organizations and brands you know, such as yourselves right make you know nfts of your patches right we are. And mint right yeah there you go right coming. you're making that like that that's awesome like, it's knows? not yet but it's coming awesome right it's like and who knows what will succeed and what will fail and i guess the message i want to send everybody is that we have to try and why do we have to try is because that's how we move society forward right is by trying different things even under the face, even, you know, in the face of potential failure, we're never going to become better as a culture or as people. If we don't push ourselves, right? I'm the kind of person I want to do innovative, fun, meaningful and impactful things. And you often don't do that by just doing what everyone else is doing, right? We have to push the boundaries. Right. The Internet, the smartphone, social media, you know, for better, for worse. Right. These were big ideas. Right. That are now every, they're ubiquitous. Right. We everyone just, you know, everyone has a smartphone. Everybody either has high speed Internet or wants high speed Internet. And once you've had it, you just can't go back. And I think that's what we're going to see with NFTs and the blockchain technologies. Like once once you start getting into uh, NFT, either collectibles, whether it's collector cards, uh, coins, digital art. Um, it's just going to be, you know, get into NFTs for gaming. There's just going to be no going back in 10 years from now. I think we're just going to be talking about NFTs as if, right, they've been around forever. Yeah, there's this entrenchant thing where people are like, yeah, what, what gives NFT value? And my answer is what gives anything value? Correct. Yeah. Great. Somebody right. wants to collect it. Somebody wants to collect well, it as value. There you go. You know. it, and typically, one of the things that gives things value, like let, let's take a look at diamonds. Uh, diamonds realistically are worthless. It's because De, Beer, De Beers holds a monopoly on them that they have value. Resale value of diamonds is pretty much like 10% of what you paid for. But something like an NFT, it can be one of one. And something being rare makes it valuable. Yeah. If exactly. people want it. Correct. If people want it. Like, if I do a picture of me smiling and doing NFT 101, people would be like, yeah, okay, we'll pay you to destroy that so I can never see yeah. that again. <laughs> How much are you paying us to take that? <laughs> exactly. So here, here's an example that I, I want to bring up. So Snoop Dogg recently came out as an NFT art collector. 
He's got like $19 million worth of, you know, a whole variety of NFTs that he's purchased. Now, if he ever decides to sell any of his NFTs, you know he's going to make a lot more money yep. off of those NFTs just by virtue of Snoop Dogg having owned it. And again, it's that blockchain that's going to authenticate that Snoop Dogg was the owner. And here's like, I think back to my baseball card collecting days, right? Like the, the challenging part about establishing provenance and like chain of custody and ownership with like physical collector's cards is that's really hard to authenticate unless you get like, I don't know, like a, a notary plus a someone, a professional, right? Who can say like, this Mickey Mantle card, right, is in excellent condition and it was owned by such and such. And here's some certificate of authenticity. But like some of that stuff, right, could be faked, right? Like certificate of authenticity from sure. like 60 years ago. It's like, I don't mm -hmm. know who this dude is or who's this authenticating body, right? But in the NFT world, you don't, we don't ha have or need these authenticating like organizations uh, that's where the blockchain can just say, well, yep, that's John Crump's NFTs. That's Rich's NFTs, Snoop Dogg's NFTs, um, which I think it, that builds trust, right? When you can trust that these digital collectibles are authentic, right? They came, you know where they came from, you know where they've been, you know the value, right? Even the the the, the purchase price and the sale prices, right? That's all recorded on this public digital ledger called the blockchain so the fact that everybody can can see that data and see that history is is extremely remarkable and notable yeah yeah that's uh that is um very that is very good um yeah and it, it, you're right NFTs are very, very hard to understand. My little squirrel's going on his wheel trying to figure out how can I make money on this crap? Yeah, Hoff, Hoff, you cannot rate NFT on the side of an Uzi and, and say, oh, I got an NFT now. Yeah. If you don't so know, to, uh, Hoff yeah. is, the, is the world's best Uzi maker. Seriously. Amazing. So they tell me. Yeah, he he is. He you is know. like he is like <laughs> world renowned for uh, yeah. restoring and doing everything with Uzis. I guess I kind of realized I was the Uzi guy nice. when IWI started telling people to call me. Ooh, that's it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I've made it. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So oh. everything to him is Uzis. So love he's it. like. He's like, uh, NFT. He's like, I still don't get it. How does this relate to Uzis? <laughs> How can I shoot an NFT? <laughs> so what I want to encourage, you know, listeners who may be, if you're remotely interested in this. Yeah, there's a lot of skeptics out there. Yeah, a lot, and, and a lot of people well, are skeptical. Well, it's well-founded skepticism for sure. But I'll, I'll say this. Just like anything else, right? like 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 shooting guns like right you can talk we can talk about shooting guns all you want but you really don't understand what it's like to shoot a gun unless you just literally go and shoot a gun so if if all this digital art collecting or um yeah uh, you know all of this uh you know digital 
goods ownership, if this is of any remote interest to folks, I encourage you to just go do it. NBATopshot.com. I have no affiliation with them, but and I don't even like basketball. I think basketball is whatever. It's a whatever sport. But all right, all right. you have no affiliation with Top Shot. <laughs> NBA Top Shot. And your name is Top Shot. No affiliation with yeah. Top Shot. If you go to TopShotChrisChang.com, no affiliation. But hey, <laughs> yeah, NBATopshot.com. It's a great experience. You get to see all how NFTs are this huge industry uh, and for again for the nba they sold 780 million dollars worth of of an nba nfts over the past oh, wow. year and a half um and yeah i mean just clicking on the website and like you can look at all the nfts that are available for purchase you can buy a four dollar pack like a digital card collector pack for four bucks and if you remember back in the days of like baseball card collector you go buy a pack of tops maybe there's five or ten cards you don't know what are what's in the pack, but that's the fun, right? And that's where it gets really affordable. So you can buy a $4 NBA pack. You don't know what you're getting, or you can actually go buy very specific NFTs for, you know, I bought mine for 24 bucks, but I also bought, yeah, a $4, um, you know, random pack. Uh, and you get to see the, the, the there's a whole bunch of uh, charts showing the price history of these NFTs. Uh, the different collectors uh there's this amazing community it, it's it's again quite fun it's fascinating and yeah for people who are looking to make money off of you know co collecting digital art you know nfts is like the next big thing one more story i was just at breakfast with a bunch of friends here uh, and i'm in silicon valley here in the tech industry a bunch of my friends they pulled together money. Like I think everyone put in like whatever, 5,000 bucks. And one of my buddies, he's like, it's like a hedge fund of sorts where he's got 50,000 like real dollars and he is buying and selling NFTs on behalf of this group of our friends. Right. And they're talking all the time about, you know, do they want to buy or sell certain NFTs, right? They're watching the price uh, estimations, you know, uh, go up and down and people are you know, offering unsolicited bids on NFTs, right? Because this is all public. Like if anybody wanted to see, well, what NFTs do I own? Somebody could just contact me and be like, hey, Chris, like I see you own this NFT. You bought it for 24 bucks. Uh, would you take 50 for it? And I could say yes or no. But like that's 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 the kind of activity that's happening right now with NFTs and these digital collectibles. And again, it's just a fun for my friends, it's so, it's a social activity, right? A hobby, collecting. But then, yeah, they also want to make money, right? Hopefully, they take that fifty thousand dollars amongst the ten of them, and I don't know, make a bunch of money, and then you know they get to make money while having fun. Which that sounds uh, that sounds pretty grand to me. Yeah, like a bunch of sports leagues are getting into NFTs. NBA is getting in there. I know hockey's coming out with their the NHLs. Coming out with their Tom Brady, yeah. Tom Brady's getting into it. Um, I think baseball is probably not far behind. Uh, you know, baseball, UFC is baseball. I think uh, they're either launch or getting ready to launch. When when curling gets into NFTs, that's what I'm buying. <laughs> I think Major League Baseball might have already launched their NFTs. Uh, I know Tops is. I heard something, yeah, about tops yeah, getting into the game. Yeah, so it's 
it's it's uh you know we're we're at the at the front end of a brand new industry and you know i'm i'm talking to gun owners about this new nft concept because let's be like let's be really honest people all around the world really love guns and digital guns is just this natural extension of this real world hobby that we all have and everybody's shotguns in games right in computer right? video games computer games you know you have like these 10 year olds who play call of duty and who know so much about the actual firearms like some of them know more about guns than i do like that's that's like really incredible and to bring in this new digital experience of being able to collect digital firearms in the form of nfts and again back to provoking conversation and right increasing the bonds right the, the the customer relationships that a brand or a company has with us right are their customers this is this is a, a new marketing and, and sales and revenue stream for for uh, for folks and again i'm super excited and i don't know exactly what the future is going to hold but uh, i want to encourage everybody to to come dive in right help be a part of uh, of this whole digital um you know collection um, opportunity with NFTs and, uh, yeah, create companies, create your own NFTs, like come, come, come have some fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, somebody's asking about fees. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, like most things in life, uh, nothing comes free. So, uh, really briefly, right. A dynamic around creating an NFT. It's a process called minting. When you mint an NFT, it's basically all these computers that are putting in computational, they're doing just all these computational uh, things to create the NFT that costs money, um, whether it's real money or cryptocurrency. Um, but yeah, so there is a fee, but sometimes the fee is as low as a penny or even like a portion of a penny. Uh, but the, the minting fees can be as high as a few hundred dollars. In the most extreme situation, you know, it can go crazy into like a thousand dollars just to mint like one NFT. But um, I guess without getting into all that, like there's a lot of technologists who are working to basically solve this problem and bring those minting fees down to pennies or even like fractions of a penny. Yeah. There's this new technology called Polygon. I won't get into it for, for this. It's, audience, it's, but it's Polygon, another crypto. The yeah, po the Polygon. I, I, uh, I hold a bunch of Polygon. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, that's a, a great question though, right? Yeah, that minting NFTs is definitely not free. Uh, and it should, it should hopefully be um, a nominal cost, you know, in the very, very near future. Mint. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of them are based on Ethereum and Ethereum uh, takes a lot of processing power, a lot of graphical processing power, which drives up the minting fees with Ethereum. Uh, now, wasn't Ethereum designed to be non-CPU dependent? I'm sorry, non-GPU dependent, more CPU dependent? Yeah, but it's still a lot of energy mm -hmm. power. Right. Where, uh, like, Tusk is doing something. Polygon is another good one. Their, uh, um, Bitcoin is just terrible. Uh, terrible GPU. I, if you want to mine well, Bitcoin. I used to mine in Minnesota, and it would heat heat the place pretty good. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I, I had fifteen hundred watts. Good, like, 
Hopefully, that's some good H back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of, uh, yeah. Well, in the uh, winter, it was good. Ah, nice. Yeah. Polygon is one of the, the things I'm heavily invested into. I'm invested into a lot of it. So it just depends. Cool. Uh, what 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 is what blockchain is uh, the recoil stuff on? Yeah, the recoil auction. Uh, it's on a platform called Origin, and we're on Ethereum. Ethereum. Okay. Yeah. Chris, right. where would I go to find out? You know how to produce things to go on the blockchain, how to, you know, how to get set up, how to, you know, uh, buy it, trade it, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, check out some of the major uh, digital wallets um, and exchanges that are out there. Um, so if you want to note some of these names that I'm about to say, uh, Coinbase, is a cryptocurrency exchange where you can uh, you know, basically convert your US dollars into cryptocurrency. Um, and then Coinbase Wallet, it's a digital wallet that you can store your cryptocurrency, your NFTs, and you know, other, other, other digital goods. Crypto.com. Um, that's another good, yeah, it's another good site. Um, Binance. If you're, what's that? Binance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Binance is another great one. In terms of creating and selling NFTs, OpenSea is a very well-known website. That's O-P-E-N-S-E-A dot I-O. So OpenSea dot I-O. It's this huge marketplace of content creators, right? It's like artists or just regular people who are creating you know, basically when you say create an NFT, you just take a digital file, you upload it, and it gets converted into an NFT, and then you can go sell it, right? But again, just because you put something up for sale doesn't mean that someone's going to come buy it, right? You need to right. market it, right, and explain to people, like, well, what is this NFT? Like, why is it unique? Why is it interesting? You know, why is it special? But yeah, OpenSea... The is yeah, a this, really popular marketplace right now. This is what it I was C as in the C S E A. Correct. Yeah, like, like, yeah it's like right here. Water, it looked, ocean. Yeah. This is what I collect. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Pixel <laughs> wizards. That's great. Yeah, uh, I, I know. They, they don't stupid. have Funko Pop NFTs? They probably do. I don't know. I'm surprised you don't own them all. I love this. I love this. Yeah, pixel wizards are the ones I buy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Great, right? I, I think they do have Funko little, Pops. Yeah, it's yeah Funko oh, Pops. Pictures. Yeah, it's a whole like it's like Funko Pops like digital version, and I'm sure Funko Pops they aren't if they don't already exist as NFTs. They like, do. I'm looking at them right now. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. All right. So where's the Deadpool Funko Pop NFT you're gonna buy in ten minutes? Shut up, Rich. John, I would say you were so gay, but that would be insulting to the LGBT community. <laughs> oh, so you, you haven't been to John's house. <laughs> you have no idea. All right, I got a. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he he has a Funko Pop cleaning service coming to his house. 
Yeah, no, I need someone to clean up Funko Pop. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. So these, if you if you want to look, if you look like this one's like, if you if you click here, this one, the current price is. Dude, I want that one. One thousand four hundred thirty-one dollars and twenty-one cents. Damn. I, yeah. For that one, but they have, they have cheaper ones. Oh come on, Deadpool riding a unicorn? That's the one I want. That's Deadpool riding a little thing. I have the Deadpool riding the unicorn in the other room. Okay, so Swamp Dog is asking me: Am I saying that Crumpy's kids have a lot of toys? No, I don't think <laughs> no, Crumpy's Crumpy kids has have a lot any of toys. toys. So and yeah, Funko like Pop one. is actually this is actually legit Funko Pop. These aren't people taking pictures of Funko Pops. Interesting. Nice. That's crazy. All right. So wait, wait till your wife comes home. Honey, I bought $20,000 worth of Deadpool Funko Pops uh, <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you can't even throw them at me. <laughs> you know what? Should I, throw the checkbook at them. Yeah. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> That is all I'm saying, you guys. That's for keeping me up till twelve thirty a.m. I'm talking about st string theory. Ooh, 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 whatever. He found something he wants. Oh God. Okay, no. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna shut up. This live stream is gonna start <laughs> buying Funko Pops uh, NFTs. I, 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 you I didn't realize. Your wallet uh, address, and then we'll steal all your NFTs. No, I, I didn't realize how <laughs> I, still, there, I, I was still. I had a whole list of questions for Chris, and and I didn't get to talk to Chris at all. I was all excited to meet him and yeah. stuff like that. All right, so, so uh, I'm yeah. gonna. But, here, got, I, but yeah, we gotta wrap up, Rich. Yeah, I, I, I want to give uh, Chris. In. Yeah, I want to yeah, give let, Chris. Let, let, a uh, a out here. So, Chris, tell everyone where they can find you, at, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Well, Rich, we'll uh, we'll connect another time. Um, so, yeah, anybody who wants to follow me, uh, check me out at Top Shot Chris on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and also Medium. Uh, I've written some Medium posts talking about NFTs, blockchain, and and all this you know fun excitement. And uh, also my website, topshotchris.com. And um, yeah, thanks again for having me on today. It was really awesome chatting with y'all. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Oh, and also nft.recoilweb.com for the NFT recoil auction that I'm doing starts October 19th. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Nice much. meeting you, Chris. Likewise. All right, guys, we're going to do our drawing. We just thought Chris just needed to go, so we wanted to get Chris out of here. So we're going to do our drawing here for the free patch. Uh, what are you I, making, uh, NFTs? A NFT yeah. of a free patch. You're going to draw an NFT? Dude, dude. F it. Let's do it. We're going to make some NFT patches. All right. So here we go. Drawing. I, I got to make some sound effects here. Right. Funko Pops don't make sounds. Shut up, Rich. You need to make that. <laughs> you need to make the wheel from what Wheel of Fortune, where you right, go right. like this and it goes. Key oh. Askey and his he, brother Key Epsidic win. All right, tell him where what to do. 
info at crumpy.com. Send John an email with your address. So what, what patch did he win? I don't know. A winner's choice. <laughs> just, just go to Blackstone Tactical, pick a patch, let me know which one you want. I hope he chooses the Flying Rich one. It's whatever he wants. Wow, John. You're, you're not crumpy, you're grumpy. He is grumpy. Look at him. Look at that puss. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. No, just kidding. Oh, man. I forgot that. I didn't mean to add you. All right. <laughs> wow. Just wow. <laughs> hey, hey, Richard, I got a problem with my bulk carrier group. Can you tell me what's not right about it? Yeah, it's not right. Okay. Your, your partner. That's what's wrong with it. Your partner. <laughs> you got to warn me when we're going to have Hoff on, man. Who told me to invite Hoff, huh? Yeah, I, I said invite Hoff every day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your fault. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Rich's fault. He's my employee. So he's my fault. I got I to gotta take the hit, huh? Of course, got to throw you under the bus, man. Okay. All right, guys, uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. But before we get out of here, I want to thank everyone for watching. And Rich, tell everyone where they can find you at. You can find Put me everywhere up. online. Just which Rich, him or me? I call you the Hoff fool. Uh, I don't see where your hand is, so. <laughs> So flyingrich.com, youtube.com slash flyingrich, and let's see. You can find me on patreon.com. <laughs> there he goes. That's <laughs> 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 uh, the simple things in life that give John pleasure. Go ahead, Rich. Finish so, up. and uh, any of my patrons this month uh, that sign up, you, you only have to sign up for a dollar. I don't care. Uh, you're going to get a free flying rich patch while, while supplies last. This way. Nice. And, and maybe some John's money that he sent me accidentally in that envelope. Yeah, I sent him that, that. Yeah, I paid him Where for I sign up for that deal? Dude, when you have Amazon money, man. Yeah. <laughs> at least people you don't think I'm a spread it bad. around. All right, Hoff. Now it's your turn. And you can find me everywhere. All social media, all video. It's just uh, whatever variation of BWE firearms they make me use. All right. You can also go to my website at bwefirearms.com. And Rich. Actually, I'm a guy. You can go to crumpy.com, johncrumplive.com, John Crump News. I'll be dropping news there. Find me on Amaland, patreon.com slash John Crump, patreon.com slash John Crump. Okay, and I am going to do a shout out here for a creator. Which creator should it be? We did Swamp Dog already, so I'm not going to do Swamp Dog. I'm going to do me G gun websites, gun websites. Great guy. And, uh, very knowledgeable. 
and check out his live streams and check out his channels. It's a lot of fun. All right. Who's your shout out? Rich. Um, wait, I'm going to shout ever, out. I said I call him the Hoff. Yeah, dumbass. I'm going to shout out Shooting Gallery New England. He's been shouted out. We already did Shooting Gallery New England. We need to get him to with it. Yeah, but he's not at a thousand yet. Yeah, but but but, but I was going to do something special at the end to pick something else. Well, okay, then. We got Swamp Dog. Um, yeah, and 2AEDU has many more subs than he did when I first subbed him. This is a tough pick. This is a tough pick. Who do I shout out? Oh, uh, I'm going to shout out Carolina EDC gun reviews. Okay. Carolina EDC gun reviews. I will think who, you who should do the chat goddamn today? bacon, but since he's right, in the chat, but it. whatever. Yeah. The goddamn, goddamn bacon. bacon. All right. Goddamn bacon. <laughs> there you go. And uh, once Joe is shooting at Gallery New England gets to a thousand subs, I will be giving away or giving him to give away a $50 gift to certificate the black swan tactical.com oh, and i cool. thought when he got to a thousand we were going to give him a blanket party <laughs> oh yeah okay uh <laughs> that's better <laughs> all right uh, oh oh damn it i almost forgot man rich uh for god damn it actually was it rich no it's the hoff i forgot What'd you forget? 